Hi, my name is Marie White, and I'd like to welcome you to the White Bikini. And joining me this evening is Nicholas Banton. How are you, Nicholas? I'm doing great, Marie. It's good to be with you once again. How is everything? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to another exciting podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 18th. 2023, though we can agree it feels like the sometimes the last few weeks, the middle of spring. Certainly has been. It's been today was actually a really lovely day. It actually felt like uh, spring showers with uh, golden sunlight. It was actually really nice outside today. Did you say golden showers? I did. Say, oh my God. I, I did say. <laughs> did you get wet in the golden shower, Marie? When I was driving to work and walking up to my place of employment for two minutes, I thought it was literally April, the way the sun was laying, because it's getting darker later. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. The sky was actually kind of that beautiful gold color that we all love about the spring and summer. So hence, what's it? Golden showers, May flowers, something like that. Uh, no, it's April showers, bring May flowers. Golden showers is a whole other podcast. Uh, I guess we should talk to Trump about that, but let's move on. Oh, well done. Today, I would like to discuss Tom Brady. We spoke about him a few podcasts back and he did exactly what we said he was going to do. Flame out and lose it all. He ruined his legacy. Now he looks like this. And for the record, I don't think 46 is old. It's not young, but it is not old. But suddenly his legacy is now marred by his divorce from Giselle, kind of limping off, not limping literally, but kind of just limping off the field. And now... He could have gone off on, gone out on top. And I don't understand what made him do this. And I don't understand why I'm obsessed with it. I think the last time we had this discussion, my intuition is this. So this is uh, coming from a place of inference. You know, of course I have no firsthand knowledge, but I think once you have played the game of football or any sport or any event, you could be a race car driver and you're used to that level of emotional content, that adrenaline rush, it is hard to walk away from it unless someone forces you to leave or your body just doesn't allow you to perform anymore. And I think that's part of it. It is, I don't think there's a high greater than that. And I think it's one of the reasons why so many athletes get caught up in drugs. Yes, there's also the component of, you know, continuous injuries and the pain that they experience on the field or on the ice or on the court. But I think there's another aspect of it. I think these athletes, they're so addicted to the high, to the rush that they get from competing. And they're competing at the literally at the highest level on the planet. The only thing that can bring you closer is illicit drugs. But at 46, do you still need that high? I could understand 38. I could even understand 40. But to me, their mid 40s is a tipping point that you should be more self-aware and emotionally mature to know when to take a step back. One would hope so, but as we've seen throughout the years, it's not the case. Men are given license to perform, to behave badly or to be immature, well into their 50s, even into their 60s. And I think this is what we're seeing. We're seeing a we're seeing a man who has been coddled for two decades of his life. And now the game is passed him by. It's too fast, it's too violent, and he's run out of time. You know, it's not it's not another bad season where you get to regroup, go to the draft, select 
some good players, reconstitute the team and come back. And within, you know, two, three, four years, you're at back at the Super Bowl. That window is closed on Tom Brady. And you, you aptly pointed it out that he doesn't seem to recognize the window as closed. But I think it's important to recognize that. And I guess... Part of an, a sidebar of this conversation, is this is this a sign of a mental health issue? Perhaps. Perhaps it is. You know, it, it would be hard to diagnose what it is. I mean, I, I suspect a part of it is that so much of his self-esteem and his identity is wrapped up in being an NFL quarterback, that when you're no longer an NFL quarterback, who are you? I suppose and you I could was, look at it that way. But I was mad that he even, like, and I, I normally, as you know, I normally don't talk too much about football, but I am obsessed with the legacy and the behavior of Tom Brady as a casual observer. And then to lose to Dallas is so embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's It was only a few years ago, what, two years ago he was? Three years ago, I mean, COVID time has just got my brain scrambled that he was winning with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, winning the Super Bowl. I, I don't think a man like Tom Brady recognizes that time is moving as fast as it is. I, I always remind myself of this. It's every year, there's a draft. There are players coming out from all over the world, Canada, the United States, you know, football is getting popular in Europe now. The competition is growing much. And I think in perhaps a few years within a decade, we may see football the way that basketball exists now, where it's an international game or hockey. And so there will be no room for old men to paraphrase the, the, that movie, um, No Country for Old Men. There will be no room for old men in the NFL. I mean, granted, Tom Brady, let's just give him credit where credit's due. Tom Brady will be regarded as the greatest quarterback of all time, in my humble estimation. But the point of this podcast is to discuss someone who, who hasn't recognized that time is passing by and it was time to step out of the spotlight three years ago. This is really what we're talking about and how it applies to the rest of us. Because none of us will ever be a Tom Brady. None of us will ever be that great. But we can all relate to the human experience of not recognizing that time has moved on and we need to mature and step into a new era, a new stage of our lives. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. And we don't even know at this point, he might still not be retiring. That's entirely possible. The NFL is hungry for quarterbacks. It's one of those positions where I suppose if you can throw a forward pass, you have a chance because it is such a demanding position, not in terms of skill, mental acumen, that if you can perform, even if you're average, you stand a good chance of being in the league, making five, six, seven million dollars a year at the least. But I hope Tom Brady, for Tom Brady, this isn't about remaining in the league. This is about preserving his dignity, maturing, and recognizing that 23 years of playing football is enough. So to, to answer your question, yes, long? it has been that long. It's been 23 years. It has been 23 years. Tom Brady. I'm looking, I'm looking up his look network. Look it up. Just I got quiet. And also, let's not forget what wasn't he caught up in that crypto fraud scandal with the Friedman guy. So who knows how much of that money may have been lost. And it might be one of the contributing factors to his divorce. Maybe, you know, in addition to the football situation and Giselle got pissed at him for, you know, following some sort of um, pursuit. I mean, one of the things I learned working at Whole Foods is that we used to do this microfinance program. And I thought it was very interesting because one of their philosophies was to, when you're lending money to impoverished communities, invest in women. Don't invest in men in these impoverished communities because men will take the money, go buy alcohol and cigarettes and impress other men. Women will oftentimes take the money 
buy a sewing machine, buy a goat, buy some fabric dye, buy a, a piece of slate and chalk for the kids to learn. And I think Tom Brady might fall into that paradigm where he's not thinking as conservatively as he should with recognition for where he is in his life and how much he has to lose. And perhaps Giselle gave him several automatums. I think in our last discussion, we said maybe, well, it was just a matter of, hey, you need to stop playing football. You've missed 20 Christmases with your family. It's now at the end. But it could have been a layered situation. It could have been the football situation. It could have been him you know, taking these um, risky investments and it all fell apart. But I kind of feel like that goes with that, how can I say this, that, that waspy arrogance that he's entitled to. Oh, I'm sure that's part of it. I mean, I think one thing that's true for all of these guys is that they've been the best at what they've done forever. It isn't until at this level that most of them experience true hardships and setbacks. And it, it, it's almost, it, it would be weird for, for, for these guys to have struggled, athletically especially, and make it to this level of performance. Because it just doesn't lend itself to someone falling down, picking themselves up. I mean, of course, I think we've heard the story of Michael Jordan uh, struggling to make uh, what is freshman high school basketball team and then rededicating himself and to become ultimately one of the greatest basketball players of all time. That's very rare. I mean, these, these kids, these men and women have been the best player on the team, in the city, in the state, in the conference, um, in the country for their entire lives. So they've never known struggle. And I think this is one of the reasons why it hits them so hard because they think all they have to do is go out there and work hard and apply themselves. And the rest of us know differently. We can go and work hard and apply ourselves and still fail and still experience setbacks. Giselle and Tom Brady co-starred in a $20 million ad campaign for FTX receiving an equity stake in the company along with cryptocurrency in return and now they are being sued. Yes. So, so in addition to losing their money, they're being sued? Correct. But probably a year ago is when Giselle was getting wind of this crypto crash. Is that fair? Yes. I think anyone who's smart. So crypto has been collapsing right around the peak of COVID. So, you know, we entered COVID. It peaked at the early third or so of, of the COVID pandemic. And then ever since it's been this precipitous fall. And I, I listen, if you have that kind of money, if you have that kind of access, you have insider information that would say, hey, we have a problem here. I, I honestly, I, I'm not one for celebrity gossip, but I think there's an interesting dynamic between Giselle and Tom Brady in terms of the last days of their marriage that I find really interesting. What do you mean? I mean, in many ways, they're kind of the ideal couple. If you know, if you're like, if you believe in the sort of the ideal, you know, Aryan perfect couple look thing, um, they're that and they're wealthy and they're famous and they're influential. I mean, Tom Brady, if Tom Brady decides to run for elective office, he will he will run and he'll probably win. So in many ways, they're so fortunate. They're so um, privileged, I guess is the word I'm looking for, that it is interesting to understand the dynamics that lead to failure and collapse in the lives of those people. 
when they have so when they have so many things going for them. Does that make any sense? Oh no, and I agree. I thought you meant something more specific that you read about the last days of their marriage. But no, I, no, I nothing think, specific. I, I think was it was Tom didn't want to give up football. Well, let's clarify. He gave it up. Then he went back. Now the cryptocurrency. The children are getting older. Giselle's entering a different phase of her life, even though she's a few years younger. I don't. I think she grew up. She. What's the word I'm looking for? She kind of transformed past him. I'd agree with that. I think, in many ways, Tom Brady still feels and thinks like he is that 24-year-old kid that stepped onto the field. And and, and that's a lot what of bothers men. Me. I agree. I, it is a problem. I think a lot of men struggle with that. You have, you have a lot of guys in their 50s and 60s that are you know, glopping on Grecian for men and, you know, stapling what looks like, you know, uh, uh, broom brush bristles to the top of their head, trying to look and feel the way they did when they're in their 20s. And that's just the most extreme and sort of perverse example. But even with someone like a Tom Brady, um, who is, in addition to being an exceptional athlete, is a very handsome guy, you know, as we've noted already, very wealthy. I think he is still committed to this idea of recapturing his youth or believing that he is still that 24 year old kid that could go out there and just wow with the world and it must be weird at his age to be playing with 24 year olds it must be I mean, because he's definitely the elder statesman I mean, think about it he's twice as old as many of the players on the field with him that is a weird place to be in. And also the point of reference isn't the same. No, I mean, these guys are, <laughs> these talk about, <laughs> think about how much the world has changed if you are a baby Gen Xer or an older millennial. When you were a child, we had Prodigy and America Online. That was the level of um, social media. Now we have in our pockets a device that is capable of doing what we needed 10 other devices to do. We no longer need cam camcorders and cameras and stereo systems and uh, Sony Walkman. And, you know, think about all the devices that the smartphone replaced and how that has changed the way people interact. Um, think about the idea that if you want something, there's an app for it. And it's just a matter of, do you have a credit card and a smartphone? And how we build our social interactions around those things and how we communicate the words we use. Think about how language changes. You know, I, I, I remember when I was a little kid and I used to hear people from the 1960s, you know, I remember watching um, Happy Days and I thought, wow, they sound so weird and funny the way they talk. Well, now now I'm that old guy that's you know looking at these kids I was like what are they talking about you know we're at that age now what, what does that word mean like I literally find myself going on to like urban dictionary to learn the latest like dirty word so I, I mean there's been an entire generation that has transformed the world since Tom Brady was uh, started his football career and it happens very suddenly that you're 46 and suddenly you're kind of keeping pace behind people that are younger it's literally one Friday afternoon you're okay and then two minutes later you're older it's a quick shift and maybe and in his defense I'm sure the pandemic really set someone like him back also meaning yeah, I think, I, go ahead no I was gonna say meaning not everyone reacted to the pandemic well I know that he's very isolated I'm sure he wasn't exposed but we don't know I guess I'm getting back to not a serious mental health problem but is there the word I'm looking for I'm noticing a little sense of trauma perhaps I mean it's it, of course I think it's entirely reasonable to assume, to assume 
that losing the one thing that defined you as a man, the thing that put food on your plate, the thing that put a shelter, put shelter over your head, um, that you're losing it, even though the consequences of losing it is not dire. You know, he's got all the money he would need for several multiple lifetimes, even though that doesn't matter. I think there's a base instinct that says that feels threatened by that loss. And I think that does inform some sense of trauma. And I'm just wondering, I know he has a very close relationship with his father. I feel like this somehow is connected to his father pushing him. Yeah, Don't I mean, give I, up, I guess, keep going. Or you're never good enough, potentially. It doesn't matter yeah, that, what you've achieved. Yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting to. And, I, and just because you and I really like to, not really like to, but part of our interest is talking about trauma. And I just feel there's kind of, I feel that his reaction to everything in the last few years has been almost trauma related. I think you're right. I think you're right. And and I think Tom has lost or is about to lose the one thing that has been his greatest strength. And so it is a weird form of it's a weird form of impotency that he's experiencing, you know, in addition to aging. So like there are all these interesting layers that we can peel back from the experience of a Tom Brady and Giselle Bundchen that redounds to the wider human experience. Um, it, it's quite interesting. It, it is very interesting and in how we make the adjustment to different stages of our lives. Because it's interesting that for most of our lives, um, up until a certain point, we experience life as a matter of getting older, maturing. But then something weird happens. We stop maturing and start aging. And I think that's part that's partly a traumatic experience for some of us. Do you think he has ruined or just tarnished his legacy? I think it's tarnished and like any legacy, it can be burnished. I mean, that's what politicians do. I mean, when Reagan left office, Reagan's cabinet was one of the most indicted cabinets in political history. And now we look at Ronald Reagan as this warm, avuncular father figure type that we yearn to go back to the days of the 1980s. Well, some of us do, others others of us do not. Um, but yes, I think there will be time for wait, him wait, to... Go ahead. I didn't like the snarky 80s comment. Well, you know what? Maybe, what should I say? Um, back in yonder days on the wagon trail. <laughs> <laughs> on the wagon trail. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think Reagan is a, is a great example um, that given enough time and in Enough people who are invested in polishing and rehabilitating your image, it can be salvaged and we can have this warm, fuzzy feeling about a Tom Brady and the great career that he had. As long as he doesn't turn into um, a Kurt Schilling, you know, with a, a man who just seems to lean into controversy and negativity and hurtfulness, I think there is, I, I'm not worried about Tom Brady's career. I'm, I still remember the one of the last times I saw Michael Jordan play on TV. Michael Jordan went up for a breakaway dunk and could just not get off the floor. The man missed an uncontested breakaway dunk. And I think he retired like at the end of the season. So I think that this is where we're with Tom Brady from a from a professional uh, athlete perspective. Tom Brady and his future, I think he's just getting started in whatever domain that he'd choose to pursue because I think he'll bring that same level of intensity and preparation. How would you feel if he got traded to another team and played again next year? I think it would be an exercise in ridiculousness. But as I said before, the NFL is hungry, starving for even in an average quarterback. And I think right now, you know, 
Tom Brady's no longer the great Tom Brady, but Tom Brady's certainly better than an average NFL quarterback in my mind. So if he wants it, the money's out there and the job is out there. And I think with a, a team that has a good offensive line, you know, a team that can protect him the way that the New England Patriots offensive line used to protect him. Tom Brady just used to be able to sit back there in a lawn chair and just throw passes and no one would touch him. If there's a team out there that needs a starting quarterback and has a high caliber offensive line and some good receivers, Tom Brady can play again next year. That I have no doubt of. Should he continue? I don't see the point. Yeah, I agree. I think if he just said that this is it, I'm going to retire and move on with his life. I think that his legacy will remain intact no matter what. But it's just he kind of became the old man on the field. And that's where I felt bad for him. And this is a random question. Maybe the news or Morning Joe. I think it was Morning Joe. Joe Scarborough was talking about other players that stayed too long. Michael Jordan being one of them. But I didn't realize that OJ Simpson overstayed his time in football. Neither did I. I mean, I I think I was much too young to really understand how when OJ Simpson was playing at the end of OJ Simpson's, when did he retire? To be honest, I I don't think I know that date. Actually, I'm going to look it up right now because Joe was very specific talking about OJ Simpson and don't make any smart comments. But OJ Simpson's career is actually a little before my time. I really only have a memory of him doing Hertz commercials. No, that is my my memory of him as well. I don't have a memory of OJ playing football. Like like I said, it's the Naked Gun movies and uh, and Hertz commercials too. So in 1973, he became the first in the NFL to rush for 2,000 or more yards in one season. Simpson retired. God, a long time ago. Thinking of the trajectory of his life in 1979. Wow, that's a long time ago. So I. Yeah. <laughs> well, it makes sense to me now. Yeah, you were probably now to make myself feel older, but I, I don't have any memory of him playing, but my memory of him is the 80s with the naked gun, the commercials. So now I'm like, how? So he, I wouldn't know how old he was when he retired. I just never knew that he stayed too long in the game too. I just never heard that before in my life. Have you? No, I did not know that. Um... OJ Simpson was 30. I also want to get perspective of the age difference. So OJ Simpson was 30 when he retired. Excuse me, 32 when he retired. The difference, which is, you know what? I mean, still 32 is the dividing line to this day in the NFL. But I think the difference is with the level of technology in terms of conditioning, strength training, um, nutrition, and also the, the level of technology involved in some of these surgeries that can repair, you know, damaged knees, arms, shoulders, necks. It can prolong some of these elite elite athletes a few more years in the game. So, you know, if he played today with the level of talent that he has, I'm sure Tom, uh, Tom Brady, excuse me, OJ Simpson would, would would have had a long, an even longer career. And I don't want Tom Brady to turn into that, not not the O.J. Simpson. I don't want him Mass to become murderer. a silly. Yeah, I know. And that's not funny. May, may Ron Brown and Nicole Simpson rest in peace. But it was, I don't want him to become that silly old man. Does that make sense? Yes. It's, it, you become a caricature. You, that's what it you is. You become a I, I've, I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> 
No, but you become a caricature. <laughs> yes. You become a caricature of yourself. It's like, you know what? I think Jack Nicholson is retired from acting now. It's, it's a lot like these older actors. After a while, whether it's Jack, Nichol- Jack Nicholson, Christopher Walken, you just become a caricature of the actor you once were. And and I, I don't want, and I, I agree with you, I would hate to see Tom Brady tarnish his, uh, rec- his reputation by doing something silly like stay in the game until, you know, he just, he can't walk anymore. Like he needs, you know, he needs to go to the bathroom in a plastic bag. That's just ridiculous. Oh my God, Nick, how did we get him? How do we go from there to there? Oh my God. There is a logical progression. It takes a couple of twists and turns, but there's a logical progression. Oh my God. So we feel, I still think, I think the progression of Tom Brady in the next year, I'm going to be watching closely because I still feel that there's a backstory of how quickly his life disintegrated. And I think when and if he retires this year, more information is going to come out because I don't think he'll now have that umbrella of the NFL protecting him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he'll become fodder for the gossip column because if he is still acting like this in his in his off the field life, where he's kind of this immature, arrested development case, then all of this will be all it just become absolute, you know, fodder for uh, all the tabloid magazines and online sites that feed upon this kind of news. Yeah, I, I don't want him to become a caricature of his, you know, his previous self. You know, dating a twenty year old. I'm hoping that he honors the legacy that he did work hard for, but doesn't, again, doesn't become like that Michael Jordan, OJ Simpson, that that kind of silly older man that I don't find attractive. Amen to that. Let's talk about haircuts. Let's talk. How was your appointment and experience at the shop on Market Street, Westchester's premier barber shop providing the freshest cut and biggest smiles, 134 East Market Street, Westchester, PA, Pennsylvania. You can go on their Instagram page to book an appointment, go to the website. They are the best barber in Delaware. Just, you know what? The tri-state area. That's what I'm going to say. I'm putting it out there now. Well, Marie, if they made me any prettier, they would have to arrest me. You don't need to be any prettier, prettier, Nicholas. You're perfect. But how was your appointment there with Ashley? They are fabulous and they are quite lovely gentlemen. So don't hesitate. Get your appointments in today. And you had a good experience. Ashley did a good job. Yes, she is fabulous. Thank you for joining us tonight on The White Bikini. And thank you, Nick, for being such a perfect co-host today. Thank you, Marie. Until next time. Peace out.